Somewhat surprising, perhaps, was the 12.5% growth in manufacturing recorded in 2022, a year which saw GDP rising just 2%. That seems to confound all the news we've been subjected to regarding load shedding and stunted domestic growth for goods and services. According to the CSIR, manufacturing accounts for 52% of national energy demand and 3% of the country's water allocation. And that leaves us wondering why manufacturing was so robust last year. Well, to discuss this further, we're joined by Amit Singh, National Manager for Manufacturing at Nedbank. Welcome back, Amit. The manufacturing landscape in South Africa seems to have undergone a fundamental shift in the last couple of years due to several complexities, not least of them being load shedding and, of course, growing pressure on manufacturers to reduce carbon emissions. Maybe explain what these complexities are and what our listeners may find confounding is how manufacturing managed to grow 12.5% last year despite those challenges. Great stuff. Good to be on and thank you for having me on. So, yeah, the last couple of years have been quite, quite complex. And, you know, we look back at COVID and now it seems like somewhat of a distant memory as opposed to what it was in the peak of it. We have a look at some of the natural disasters in particular, uh, KZN, uh, the automotive industry, in particular Toyota out in KZN, taking quite a big beating through uh, the flooding that's been going on there, the global landscape and navigating that amidst all these challenges has, has been quite quite difficult. But true to nature, I think South Africans are quite resilient. I think businesses have been resilient and have learned from all these lessons to be more productive uh, in order to be more efficient and grow the sector. I think there's there's no secret about it that manufacturing is a big contributor to the economy, the fourth largest contributor to the economy. And as such, government has a lot of focus on this. So, you know, when we look at this this 12.5% odd growth, there's been significant government policies, um, the industry master plans, strategic plans that are creating a clear intent to increase investment in the manufacturing sector. And obviously, uh, you know, with the proviso that we need to provide opportunities into the circular economy. Now, you know, for the listeners out there, the circular economy is is very simply put, you know, uh, reduce waste by sharing, uh, reusing, repairing and recycling materials and products, you know, as opposed to what we used to do in the past from the from the traditional way of manufacturing. Again, you know, if you have a look at uh, government's 10th uh, industrial policy action plan, the IPAP, uh, a big drive for localization, energy efficiency, greenhouse gas uh, mitigation. And obviously, you know, we would know renewable energy has become very topical. And again, you know, it has always been on the radar, but but ESCOM has somewhat accelerated this progression into renewable energy with the lack of energy supply. So yes, there's a downside to load shedding and manufacturing has taken a significant beating as a result of load shedding, specifically in, you know, the stage four and above, but it has accelerated our growth into being more carbon neutral and being a greener planet. Now, again, you know, you, you have a look at the IPAP, it's already been bearing fruit. Uh, if we have a look at it, it's, it's you know reviving the alien tooling industry, uh, boosting clothing, textiles, uh, leather, footwear. Um, but the golden child, you know, of the IPAP has been the automotive sector, almost doubling production and, and output within that space. Okay, so the the load shedding definitely impacted the automotive as well as other sectors. I, I mean, I, I guess a lot of people will be confounded as to how manufacturing managed to perform so well last year with the load shedding that we saw. Are there signs that manufacturers are finding workarounds and alternatives to ESCOM? Yeah, definitely. I, I think, you know, if we, again, try and zero into the nuance of the manufacturing sector and load shedding, one's got to think about a typical plant and, you know, this advanced machinery that's in a typical plant. And these machines require uptime and downtime. So, 
you know, you're not necessarily like a light switch that you switch on and the bulb comes on. These plants will require a certain amount of time to start up to become operationally efficient or even operationally viable for that matter. So when these plants go down, you know, the knock-on effect is, is it's not only for the three, four-hour period that we don't have electricity. It's quite often that for days on end or, you know, sometimes even weeks when we have, you know, stage four and above, that plants can't operate effectively. What we have, however, seen is that even through the difficult times of COVID, businesses have become somewhat more efficient through managing their staff, managing their time a lot better, uh, getting in alternative energy solutions into their factories, into their plants. Uh, and it's also brought a certain amount of freedom and creativity amongst different executives as well as staff within factories within the manufacturing space. Uh, everyone is looking for a solution, and, and I don't think there's a silver bullet in any instance to this, but we have seen a lot of agility. We've seen a lot of adaptability uh, as well as resilience in the South African market. And again, you know, being a South African uh, and seeing how the manufacturing industry has adapted to it has been truly astounding and, and very pleasing for me. Well, let's talk about Nedbank's role in this and your collaboration with the manufacturing sector. What solutions have you developed to assist these organizations overcome these challenges? You know, we're talking about load shedding. We're talking about what is probably the, the most severe disruption to manufacturing that one could imagine. And yet they seem to be finding a way around this. So I think the heart of what we do is to understand our client. You know, we can't necessarily take the one size fits all approach with all our clients within the base. Understand our client, understand the market that they operate in, understand who are the off takers, who are the major trade partners, and 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 actually have a seat at the at that table. You know, without that in depth understanding of our client, we can't necessarily partner with them to forge the way forward and assist them in achieving their strategic plans. So I think at the forefront, before we even get into products and solutions and all of those type of things, is to actually understand our client and and the nuances that comes with that particular client. I think secondly, uh, if we have a look, there's been a high demand for alternative energy and and we have a look at funding methods and we know times have been difficult and we know that we want to invigorate the manufacturing sector because it's bigger than us you know let's be honest it's 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 not about economy it's not about jobs it's about society at the end of the day Uh, so we've put together some 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 very um, agile funding systems uh, repayment abilities that can be done uh, you know, to what the client sees fit, to what the financial see fit in terms of what the forecast see fits. You know, we, we write back uh, the, the uh, should we put in renewable energy, we write back the savings that could be uh, achieved from putting these re- renewable uh, energy solutions in. You know, there, there's a multiple ways of looking at how do we fund for these clients, but it isn't, uh, you know, taking a product or a solution off the shelf and providing it to our client. It's more so adapting our products and solutions to what our client needs at that particular time with understanding that that in the space that we are now, we are not going to be here forever. And if we partner with them now, we will be with them forever. We're going to leave it there. That was Amit Singh, National Manager for Manufacturing at Nedbank.